Hey everybody, it's Andy. Welcome or welcome back to the Gwinnett Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, we would love it if you would take just a moment to download the Gwinnett Church app where you can have access to all of our recent message content as well as find out about what's going on around here at Gwinnett Church. And the app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. Most importantly, however, I hope the following presentation inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. We are in part two uh, of our series we're calling Those People. And just to give you a little background on the, on the series, um, we all have, we learned this last week, um, and you can just know this just from reading the title, we all have those people in our lives, those people that tend to bring out the worst in us, those people that can just trigger us, that can get under our skin. And this is a series about that. This is a series about dealing with those people in our lives that tend to bring out the worst in us. And if you weren't able to be with us last week, or if you haven't watched the message yet, Uh, Last week, we talked about uh, the topic of offense. And we talked about how to handle offenses when they come from those people in our lives. How do we handle them in a way so as to build a bridge towards reconciliation or towards moving on with our lives and to not live offended, right? And so we said, most of us, a lot of people today are living so offended, but there is a better way to handle our offense. And so we checked out Romans chapter 12 and we learned how to be bridge builders and not fence builders and how to not live trapped in a prison of offense. And today we're gonna continue our series, Those People. And we're gonna be talking um, this morning about the, to- uh, about the subject of judgment, Judgment. Now, has anyone in here ever been judged before? Yes, yes, yeah, okay, yeah. Like, uh, there's one honest person, and the rest of you, you're like too soon. Or if you're, if you feel like you've never been judged, um, you're just either uh, super arrogant or blissfully unaware. I hope it's the latter, right? Uh, but we've all probably been judged before. I was thinking about a time uh, where I was judged and, um, and where someone maybe sized me up and wrote me off uh, unfairly, maybe, I think. Uh, I was in high school at the time and uh, I've been judged since then. This is just the example. And so, uh, but I know some of you are judging me right now. You're like, his pants are too skinny. And so... <laughs> I get it, right? Okay, so, uh, but, but I, I've been judged before and, and one time that has stood out for me, I will never forget this time. Um, I was in high school and in high school, I was, um, I was, I don't know, I just made poor choices, okay? I just was trouble. And so um, I made some poor choices when I was in high school, um, especially my junior year of high school. I really, that was my like, hello, low moment. And, um, and so uh, my junior year of high school, I'd made some poor decisions and my mom decided that your boy needed Jesus. You know what I mean? She was like, you need to get to church. And so she was telling me, hey, you need to go to church. You need to go try out youth group. And you get in there and uh, I didn't want to go. But then um, she was like, well, uh, if you don't want to drive over there, you're not going to be driving anywhere because I'll take your truck. And I was like, nah. and so I, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to go. I went over to the church and I can remember, I'll never forget this. They were, they were doing the thing where they sign people in and they're like, oh my gosh, 
welcome to youth fellowship, right? Like, and, and so there, there was a person there that was welcoming and they were making little name tags. And there's like a little line of kids, probably like 10 high school students. And I'm in the line to like get signed in. And I remember when uh, it came time for the young lady there that was working the thing to, to welcome me, right? Like we knew each other and it's like that awkward, like, oh, you know, like, and uh, she knew about me and she knew about my reputation. And I remember it got, and I'm expecting her to like welcome me to youth fellowship. And instead she looked at me and she said, why are you here? <laughs> I know, I know. Some of you were like, that's why I hate church people, right? And so, and I was like, oh, that's why for me, you guys, like it was, it was so hurtful. It was so offensive. I felt so judged in that moment. I can remember, right? Like everything in me wanted to be like, you know, like, but I didn't. And so, I, but I just left, I left. Um, and that's why for me, for a while, you guys, church people were those people, if I can just be totally honest, because I felt so judged, right? Have, have you ever been judged before? Chances are you've been judged before where someone has sized you up and written you off. They talked bad about you. They looked at one part of your life or one aspect of your life and they judged your entire story based on one single scene. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, like chances are we've been judged before and it is terrible. It hurts to get judged. It's, it's, it's offensive, it's off-putting, it's, it's harmful, right? Like, like we don't like to be judged. And yet on the flip side, how many of us have ever judged somebody? Okay, more honest people. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're loosening up. Okay, he's been judged. He's, a, he's normal, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like chances are, right? Like even though we all can't stand to be judged, every single one of us, we have participated in judging someone else. As a matter of fact, some of us enjoy it. Some of you in here, you enjoy it a little too much. You know what I mean? Like so some, of, some of us, we enjoy judging people a, a little bit too much, right? We've, we've all looked at somebody, oh my gosh, did you hear what they said? Oh, I can't believe that they said that. Oh, I can't believe, did you see what they posted? Did you, did you hear about what, like who they're seeing? Did you see who they were with? I noticed on their Facebook or on their Instagram that they took down all of their pictures of them together. I wonder what's happening. I heard this, that, or the other, right? Like we've all participated in a little bit of judgment. And, and as I just pointed out, sometimes us church people, we can be the worst about it, can't we? We can be the worst about it sometimes. And, and, and so you guys, like this morning, we've got to talk about this topic of judgment because we've all been judged and we've been hurt by it. And we have all judged others and they've been hurt by it. And so when we get this wrong and when we evaluate and judge one another in a way that is unloving, then people unnecessarily get hurt and some people become those people right? And, and so we got to talk about how do we deal with this, this topic of judgment and evaluating others in our lives. And so this morning, what I want to do is I want to show you what Jesus has to say about the topic of judgment. And, and where we're going to be reading from this morning is in Matthew chapter seven. If you have a Bible, you can turn there. Um, if you don't, again, we've got you covered. Um, and so it'll be up on the screen, but in Matthew chapter seven, Jesus is teaching one of his, um, one of his most famous sermons. It's his longest recorded sermon. It's the sermon on the Mount. And he's teaching this. And, and as he's coming to the conclusion, he's, he's unpack he's unpacking for us right here, the topic of judging and how we judge and evaluate one another. And I want 
wanna show you what he has to say because if we could stand to get this right, then we could be more helpful in one another's lives. We could be less hurtful. We could be more compassionate. We could be more loving and we could do what we talked about last week. We could build more bridges and less fences in between each other. And maybe just maybe we could learn to extend a little grace and some forgiveness and, and we could mend some relationships. And so this is what Jesus says in regards to judgment starting in Matthew 7. He says, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way that you judge others, you will be judged. And with the same measure that you use, it will be measured to you. Now pause. This is the most commonly like referred to verse by anyone and everyone that doesn't want to be confronted or held accountable or, uh, or judged or evaluated by anybody else, right? Like whenever someone feels like they're calling us out on our stuff, we love to quote this. Now we may not know like scripture and verse. We're like, it's in there though. God says, don't judge. So just you do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so we, this is like the one that all of us go to when we feel like a little bit attacked or when we want to justify our own behavior, right? And, and, and so we go, we go, look, Jesus said, don't judge. Shortest sermon ever. Let's just pray and go out, right? Like, and yet, and yet we got to pause here. Hold on, because Jesus cannot, listen, y'all, he cannot possibly be saying that we ought not make any judgment or evaluation about anybody ever. That cannot be what he's saying. And yet so often, this is what a lot of us tend to use this verse for. We go, hey, you know what? Like, I'm just gonna mind my own business. You mind yours, you do you, boo-boo. And like, leave me alone. Jesus said, don't judge. And yet that cannot be what he is saying that he means that we ought not make any judgments or evaluation, right? Because we all know that from time to time, you need someone to tell you, you got some broccoli in your teeth. You know what I mean? Like from time to time, you need someone to tell you, hey bro, your fly's down. You know what I mean? Like from time to time, you need someone to tell you, hey, you were in the wrong. You need to apologize. From time to time, you need someone to, to come along and go, they're not good for you. You need someone to come along and tell you, hey, those people that you're hanging around aren't bringing out the best in you from time to time. You need someone to tell you, hey, I think that you are doing that too much. I think that you are drinking too much. What turned into what was a social thing has now become an every night thing. From time to time, you need someone to get up in your grill a little bit, right? And so Jesus can't possibly be saying that. And this is where you guys, this is where we, as, especially as Christians, where we've got to take the full counsel and we've got to read the full context of what Jesus is saying and we've got to read the whole passage, yeah? Instead of just taking parts of a verse or a single verse and making it say what we'd like it to say or making it say what feels good to us or making it fit our worldview or our current worldview, this is where we've got to be careful in doing that. This is where we've got to learn to, as the, as the preachers say, let scripture interpret scripture, which is just preacher talk, you guys, for saying, read what else the Bible says about this. This is where we've got to learn to do that because, you guys, if we don't, then what happens is we, we, we will take a verse out of context and throughout history, this is how people have used the Bible to justify selfish behavior, hurtful behavior, hateful behavior is by just taking a part of a verse or a single verse out of context or not looking at the full counsel of what scripture has to say about it. And so if we were to do that with this verse, we would learn that Jesus cannot possibly mean that we could never or should never judge or evaluate anybody or anything, right? Because later in this very, in this very book that we're reading, the book of Matthew, 
Later in this gospel account, Jesus will say in Matthew 18, Jesus will say, hey, when somebody sins against you or when someone is living in sin, then you should go and confront them privately and you should have a conversation with them. And then he'll say, and if they don't listen to you and they don't turn around and they don't, they don't, they don't correct their errors, then you should get some friends and you guys should go together. It's like an intervention. And then, and then he'll say, and if that doesn't work, then you should get some people in the church and you guys should all go together in the hopes that they will hear you out and in the hopes that they will repent and that they will turn around and that they will come back to God. He says, in the hopes that they will be lovingly restored, you ought to do that. And so Jesus can't possibly mean that we, couldn't, that we shouldn't judge or evaluate anything or anyone, right? And so that's not what he's saying. And so for those of us that like to use that verse to justify our own behavior or to justify the reason why we're not confronting anyone in our lives or having any hard conversations for those of us that like to avoid that type of thing. And we're like, well, Jesus told me not to judge. And so I'm just gonna not say anything. For those of us that are doing that, that is not what Jesus is condoning right here. He's not saying to bury your head in the sand or to not have any hard conversations or to not ever hold anyone accountable. When Jesus says, do not judge, what he is saying right here is, don't you dare put yourself in the position of God in anyone's life. He's going, listen, there is one ultimate judge and he's not you. And so he's going, you don't have permission. When Jesus says, do not judge, he's going, you don't have the permission or the ultimate authority to size someone up and write someone off based on the information that you have about that person. He goes, you don't have permission to play God in their life. You don't have permission to ultimately decide what, what, what they deserve in their life. You don't have the permission to decide someone's eternal destiny, right? He's going like, don't you dare put yourself in the position and play God in the life of anybody else. And so he says, don't, don't judge. Don't, don't be the judge, jury, and executioner in someone else's life. He goes, you're not God. And so don't play God in anyone else's life. And then he says, now listen, he warns us. He goes, and also like, remember that in the same way that you judge, you're going to be judged. And in the same way that you measure it out, it's gonna be measured. And so Jesus warns us first. He says, look, don't play God in the life of anybody else. You are not the ultimate judge of their life. You don't decide their future and who they become based on what you know about their past and their present. You don't get to decide that and ultimately write people off. So he says, don't do that. And then he also says, when it comes to the way that you judge each other, he warns us against judging each other the way that we tend to judge one another. You know, the way that we tend to judge one another is with an unbalanced scale. Y'all know what I'm talking about? The way that we tend to judge our, our natural tendency in our judgments towards one another is that we will raise the bar for other people, but we lower it for ourselves. We demand that you live up to certain expectations, but we also expect that when we don't measure up, that you're gonna extend grace and you're gonna give us some understanding and you're gonna assume the best and you're gonna know, right? Like, and so we, we demand high standards for others, but we excuse low standards for ourselves. This is the way a lot of us tend to judge. I, I was thinking about it um, when I was growing up 
I had a basketball goal at my, at my house and uh, I'm not a hooper by any stretch of the means. So don't like, this is not like a flex or anything like that, right? We had a basketball goal at our house and, um, and I'm like just athletic enough to like enjoy that. And I like competing. Um, and so whenever I would have friends over, we would play basketball, we'd play all the games, you know, 21, we'd play three on three. And another thing that we like to do is we like to have, um, and this is more once I got into high school and into college, we would like to have dunk contests. And um, if you've never stood next to me, I'm what's called vertically challenged. And so, um, and so for me, right? Like that just means I'm short, right? So some of you are like, what? No, I'm just short, right? Like it doesn't mean that I can't jump high. I just, I'm short. And so for me, what we would do is we would have some of my friends come over that played football with me or played soccer with me, but they were also on the basketball team. And so they were, they were bigger and they, they could jump higher. And so what we would do when we had these dunk contests is I would lower the goal for myself to eight feet. You know what I'm saying? So I'd be like, yeah, right? Like, and it made me feel really great. But then when they wanted to go, I was like, you can't dunk on eight feet. You're good. You know what I mean? Like, and so I would raise the goal for them back up to 10 feet or sometimes 11, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so, and so, so they're rimming out. And so uh, I would raise, and, and, and you guys, listen, the reason why I bring that up is because that is the way most of us tend to judge. We like to lower the goal for ourselves, but we like to raise it up for everyone else. We like to lower the goal for ourselves and go like, well, you know, like they should understand because the week that I had, that's why, that's why I went off like that, you know? And, and I'm not normally that way. Or don't they know like, like what I've been going through recently? Or don't they see how far I've come? Or, or you know, this is, I, I don't always act like that. And so I should get a pass for those things. You know what I mean? And, and so we lower the standard for ourselves, but then when it comes to the way someone else has acted or the way someone else has treated us or the way someone else is dressed or the way someone else is posting or the way someone else is handling their stuff based on the week that we raise the standard for them. And Jesus goes, don't do that. I'm warning you, don't do that. It doesn't work like that. Jesus says the same standard that you use on other people is the standard that they're going to use on you. And so you cannot demand high standards and expect grace. He goes, the higher you raise the bar for other people in your life, they're going to raise the bar on you as well. And you will be judged the same way that you judge others. And you will be measured the same way that you measure others. And so you don't get to lower the standards for you and raise it for everybody else. And so Jesus, if I could just kind of summarize where we've gone so far, when it comes to these judgments in our lives, Jesus says, first and foremost, don't play God. You don't get to judge someone's eternal destiny and you don't get to decide who they can ultimately become based on where they've been. And so you don't get to size them up and write them off. Ultimately, he says, don't play God. And he says, judge unto others as you would have them judge unto you. Yeah? This is where Jesus has come so far. He says, I want you to judge unto others as you would have them judge unto you. So think about the way that you wanna be judged and the way that you wanna be measured and then go and do that. And you guys, like that's a lesson in and of itself. We could pray right now and go home and some of y'all would have lots to work on, right? Myself included, but we're only 16 minutes in and so I gotta hit you with some more, right? But Jesus is not done yet either and so we can't be done yet. So where Jesus has taken us so far is he says, don't play God and judge unto others as you would have them judge unto you. So think about the way that you'd like to be judged if you need to be judged, if someone needs to pass evaluation, if they need to hold you accountable, think about the way that you'd like them to approach you and then measure it out in the same way because you don't get to have high standards for everyone else, but lower it for yourself. 
You don't get to demand justice, but expect a grace. But now Jesus is gonna continue and he's gonna teach us how to have proper judgment and evaluation with one another. And he's gonna share this story and gives us a, a great picture with his words. And a lot of you have heard this. You have heard this story. You have, you have heard this little parable that Jesus, is, that Jesus shares, um, but we need to hear it again because if you just look around our world, we don't do this well. And so even if we've heard it, but we don't do it, then we need to hear it again until we do it. Because if you know it, but you don't do it, then it doesn't matter a whole hill of beans, does it? <laughs> Some of you are like, ouch, okay. I promise I'm a nice person. And so, um, so this is what Jesus says. He says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye, you hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck out of your brother's eye. So on this topic of judgment, Jesus has told us, don't play God. He's told us, judge unto others as you would have them judge unto you, which a lot of us are now like, oh, do I ever want to do that? And then Jesus gives us the key to how we ought to judge and evaluate one another and how we get permission to do that and how we can do it in a way that is helpful and not hurtful. And what he's showing us is, you guys, <clears throat> that every single one of us, we have two tools at our disposal in regards to judgment and evaluation of others. And the two tools are this. One, this is a magnifying glass. And this, this is what we use to judge and evaluate other people. And this is a tool that can be used and ought to be used in our life and our relationships. We ought to evaluate some people, right? You ought to evaluate someone that you're going to date. Hello, you know what I'm saying? Some of you should have used this, you know? <laughs> You're like, too close to home, sir. And so you ought to evaluate when it comes to somebody that you're gonna get married to and spend the rest of your life with. You ought to evaluate when it comes to the people that, 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 that you're gonna do small group with. You ought to evaluate when it comes to your friendships. You ought to evaluate when you go, hey, you know what? Like, like do I wanna work for this person? Are they a person of integrity? Are they someone worth following? You ought to evaluate who your kids are hanging out with. You know what I mean? Like, do I want them to go to their house? You know what I'm saying? Like, you ought to evaluate. So this is a valuable tool. And so Jesus, like there's, there's, there's two tools that we have though. There's, the other tool is this, and this is a mirror. And this tool is used for, for self-evaluation, for self-judgment and evaluation. And, and what Jesus is pointing out here, you guys, is that the problem with a lot of the ways that we judge and evaluate others is that we spend way too much time with this and not nearly enough time with this. Jesus is pointing out to us, and if I'm getting you in the face with that like light, like just, that's the Holy Spirit. Um, <laughs> oh God, he's telling me it's me. Yep, and so what Jesus is saying here, right, is that the problem with the way a lot of us tend to judge and evaluate others is that we spend far too much time with this, this magnifying glass. We spend far too much time obsessing over other people's issues and we spend far too little time evaluating ourselves and our issues. After all, right? Like, how did you even notice a speck in someone else's eye if you weren't holding a magnifying glass, right? And that's why for some of us, 
That's why the magnifying glass, right, is, is the reason why their problem looks like a plank to you. And it's also the reason why you don't see the plank in your own eye because it's hard to see your own problems when you're just laser focused on someone else's, right? And so what Jesus is saying is our issue is we're spending way too much time with this and not nearly enough time with this. And the reason why that becomes an issue is because the more I magnify your problems, right? The better I feel about mine or the more ignorant I am of mine. Right? And so the more I stay focused on your issues, the less I'm even aware of my own and able to address my own. And I get why we do that, y'all. I get it. It's more comfortable, right? It's easier. It's more fun to deal with somebody else's issues than it is to have to deal with our own, right? That's why we spend so much time with the magnifying glass. It's also why you watch reality TV, right? Like because you're able to look at their crazy and it makes you feel better about your own or it keeps you ignorant of your own. But that's a problem because you know what that makes us when we spend too much time with this and not enough time with the mirror? Do you know what that makes you according to Jesus? What did he say in the verse? He says, you, you can say it. It's not a trick question. You hypocrite, right? Like he says, when you spend too much time with this and not enough time with this, he says, that makes you a hypocrite. According to Jesus' definition, a hypocrite is someone who spends too much time obsessing over other people's issues and not enough time addressing their own. Someone who is far more fascinated with the problems of someone else than they are in fixing themselves. That, according to Jesus, is what makes us hypocrites. And that's when our judgment and our evaluation of others becomes unfair, it becomes unjust, it becomes unloving, it becomes unkind, it becomes not helpful. When we spend too much time with this and not enough time with this. And so Jesus says, he says, do you wanna be able to judge and evaluate one another fairly? Do you wanna actually be helpful in somebody else's life? Do you see the solution that he gave us? He said, first, before you pick this up and start ripping other people apart, before you pick this up and start laser focusing in on the issues of everybody else, he says, you need to first remove the plank out of your own eye. And then you will be able to see clearly to address the issues in somebody else. And so Jesus says, you need to pick up this because the way to get a plank out of your own eye is to first address it. You cannot, uh, you cannot fix a mess that you are unwilling to address, amen? And you cannot remove a plank that you have not first identified or allowed God to identify in you. And so Jesus says, do you wanna be helpful? Do you wanna be able to judge and evaluate fairly? He says, the first place you need to start is not with the magnifier. He says, you need to start by picking up the mirror and you need to do some self-evaluation and when you see sin in someone else that bothers you before you get laser focused on their issue and before you speak up and try to fix their problem, he says, seeing sin in someone else should actually drive you to pick the mirror up and to address yourself and to go, are there traces of that in me? Are there parts of that in me? Is there a plank that I'm not addressing in me? 
before I speak into someone else about their speck, Jesus says, I need to look in the mirror and do the hard work of heart work and I need to address myself. And I need to go, God, what do you need to teach me? God, what are you trying to show me? God, is there a part of my life that is inconsistent? Is there a part of that issue that I see in them? Is there a part of that in me? God, God, I want you to address me first. And when that happens, you guys, when that happens, when we're willing to do that already, we begin to grow and we begin to change and it begins to soften our assessments of others. Not that we're letting things slide, but here's the reality. And you guys know this. The more I am aware of what God has yet to do in me, the less judgmental I am about what he's yet to do in you, right? The more aware I become of what God's yet to do in me, the less judgmental I become about what he's yet to do in you. And so Jesus is going like, if you'll start there, if you'll start with yourself, if you'll start by picking up the mirror, if you'll spend more time with the mirror than you do with the magnifier, then he says, then it begins to soften and you begin to see, oh my gosh, you see your own sin. You see your own inconsistencies. You see your own shortcomings. You see the fact that God has set the mark and that none of us has measured up. You see your own need for grace and it begins to soften your judgment. And now you're not so hypercritical and hypocritical uh, towards everybody else. He says, and if you're willing to do that, if we're willing to look at the mirror and put down the magnifier for a minute and, and assess ourselves and grow in our self-awareness then we'll be far less self-righteous. And then, and then, and then you guys, then we'll be able to see clearly in order to help someone else. Then we'll be able to speak into the life of someone else with kindness, with grace. We'll be able to speak the truth in love as it says later in Ephesians. We'll be able to address someone in a way that is helpful and not hurtful, in a way that is compassionate and not just critical. You see, you guys, Listen, the more honest I am in the mirror, the more helpful I become with the magnifier. Do you guys get that? The more honest I will get in this mirror, the more helpful I will be with the magnifier. And, and this is what Jesus is, is teaching us this morning when it comes to dealing with those people because love does require us from time to time to pick this up and to examine one another and to judge and evaluate one another and to hold one another accountable and to call someone up and to call someone out and, and to call someone when we see them coming towards the edge to say, hey, you know what? You're about to step off. You're about to get hurt. But Jesus says, if you wanna be actually helpful with this, then he says, then you have to be honest with this. And you've gotta be willing to look and do the hard work of heart work so that you can be helpful in the life of someone else. So that when you do pass judgment, it's kind, it's compassionate, it's caring, it takes them into consideration and it's not hypocritical, hypercritical and self-righteous. So to recap what Jesus is teaching us this morning, he says, when it comes to judgment, None of us really loves it, but we all participate in it. And there's a place for it in our life and relationships because love requires us to speak into one another's lives in order to help each other to grow, right? It's the reason why we're called into community. And so there is a place for it, but 
the way to do it in a healthy way, in, in a positive way, in a constructive way, is that first and foremost, we don't play God in the life of others. We don't size people up and write them off based on what we know. We leave room for God to do that. And then we also, we don't judge with an unbalanced scale. We judge unto others as we would have them judge unto us. And the way that all of that is possible is that when we see sin in the life of someone else, when we see an inconsistency in the life of someone else, we choose to spend more time in the mirror addressing our issues than we do with the magnifier dealing with other people's issues. And Jesus says, if you'll do that, you'll be able to see clearly. And when you decide, and when the, when the spirit of God leads you to have a hard conversation, you will do so in a way that is helpful and not hurtful and in a way that is compassionate and is not overly critical. He says, man, that's the way we're called to judge and evaluate one another. And so, church, what if we were those people? What if we were those people that refused to play God in other people's lives and to size them up and write them off because of the little sliver of their life that we know or the little picture that we've gotten that we know of them? What if... We were those people who judged unto others the same way we would want to be judged and with the same measure that we would want to be judged by, with the same doses of grace and compassion and dignity and honor and humility that we want other people to come to us about our issues. What if we were those people? What if we were those people who spent more time with the mirror and less time with the magnifier? You guys, I'm telling you, if we would take Jesus at his word and we would operate in that way to, with our judgments and evaluations, it would be beneficial to your life and to your relationships. It would benefit your marriage. It would benefit your relationship with your kids, with your parents. It would benefit your relationships at work. And you guys, and we would show the world something different. We would become more aware of our own sin and our own need for grace. And so we would, be, we would become more willing to extend grace and to help one another out. What if we were those people? So here's what I want us to do this week. For some of you, put this down. Some of you need to put this down. You've been holding on to it too long and you've been having way too much fun. Some of you need to put this down this week. Some of you, probably all of us, need to pick this up. And not to be self-loathing or self-absorbed, but simply to become more self-aware. You need to pick this up. And you need to go, God, what is it that you need to work on in me? One of the most powerful relational prayers you can, you can pray, you guys, isn't God change them, it's God change me. And so for some of you, you need to pick that up this week and you need to do some self-examination and you need to spend some time doing the hard work of heart work and ask God by his spirit and by his word to examine some inconsistencies in your own life. And then some of you, and this is where a real challenge is, some of you, you need to pick this up, the magnifier. And you need to have a hard conversation that you've been avoiding because you were like, well, Jesus said, don't judge. And so I'm not gonna say anything about that thing in their life, but oh, I, th I think that they're, they're veering towards destruction. I think that they're hurting their relationships. I think that they're hurting themselves. I think that they're hurting some people around them. I can see them getting towards the cliff and you've been avoiding picking it up because you thought Jesus just said, don't judge. And so for some of you, you need to pick that up and you need to have a loving, kind, but honest conversation with somebody in your life and go, hey, I need to talk to you about this, not because I wanna hurt you, but because I wanna help you. 
And this is what it looks like, you guys, for us to judge fairly, to evaluate one another lovingly and kindly. But I think all of us could stand this week to spend twice as much time with this as we do with this. And I promise if we would start there, our judgments and evaluations of one another would be far, far better. Amen? Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for this challenge um, this morning. I pray for each and every one of us that we wouldn't try to put ourselves in your seat in someone else's life, um, that we wouldn't try to be judge, jury, and executioner over the people in our lives, that, um, that when we see inconsistencies, sins, and shortcomings, that we wouldn't try to size people up and write them off, but we would let you be the standard setter and not us. Father, I pray that you would help us to judge unto others the way that we would like to be judged with the same love, compassion, honor, humility, and dignity that we want other people to address our issues. I pray that we would go first in doing that. And then God, I pray this week that instead of obsessing over everything that we see wrong in someone else, that we would spend twice as much time in the mirror allowing you to address our own issues and the things that are inconsistent in our own heart and our own motives and in our own actions. Would you help us to be people who pick up the mirror before we pick up the magnifier? And so God, would you help us by your spirit and by your word this week? Would you help us to be those kind of people so that when we judge, it is loving and it is helpful and it is not critical and hurtful. Those are the kind of people you've called us to be because, those, because that is the way that you've treated us. And so help us to be those people this week. We love you, we trust you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen.